If you have your Bibles, I want to ask you to turn with me to Luke chapter 17. If not, you have your iPhones, uh, your iPads, whatever it is, your device you, you look on. We also are on the YouVersion Bible app as well, um, if you want to follow along with that. But I'm going to be reading out the Gospel of Luke chapter 17. How many like being in the middle school? Is it loud in here? Do they need to turn my volume up or down? <laughs> turn it up. Turn it up. Like I'm just going to yell at you all morning. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. But we're going to start off in Luke chapter 17. I'm going to start reading in verse 11. Verse 11. Everybody there? Say amen. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Okay, come on. Verse 17 says, So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Everybody say, Where's the rest of them? Y'all did pretty good. Everybody say, Where's the rest of them? Where's the rest of them? I want to ask that question this morning. Where's the rest of them? Where are the rest of them? Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God. We thank you, Father, that you are faithful. Lord, we thank you, God, right now. Lord, that we give you glory. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we're not like the other nine. God, we thank you. We want to be like the one who came back and gave you all the glory, who worshiped you, Lord. So I pray, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, that we worship you today, God. Father, that we give you thanks for everything that you've done, and it's in your mighty name that I pray. Amen. So I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, I hope you ain't one of the nine. Turn to your neighbor on the other side and say, I hope you ain't one of the nine. <laughs> so I want to talk to you narratively this morning. Um, we're grateful um, for the use of the, the schools here. You know, again, like I said, we're, we're really super thankful um, for Mr. Stuck giving us the you know, loaning us the screen. I said giving us. He's like, I didn't give it to you. I loaned it to you. But, um, for, for loaning us the, the screen and stuff. But we weren't sure if we were going to have screens, if we were going to be able to, to get them to work. And our team right here, come on, let's give it up for them. Got this. They got this bad boy going. What do you think? So uh, um, can everybody see that all right? Except for them. Oh, I'm standing in y'all's way, ain't I, right? We're going to. Didn't do it, did it? <laughs> 
But I'm going to speak to you narratively this morning. Um, and what that is, I'm just going to talk to you. I'm not going to have any specific points. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to talk to you about this story that I just read to you, and I'm going to tell you what it means to me and what I get out of it. And, and as I'm speaking, as the Holy Spirit's talking to you, write down whatever it is that the Holy Ghost is saying to you, okay? Y'all follow me? I got one amen? So whatever it is that the, the Holy Ghost is speaking to you, write it down. Write down whatever applies to your life through this story. So, so don't wait on me to give you point one, point two, point three, okay? Because that's not going to happen this morning. Amen? I just want to talk to you narratively about this story. All right. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? There you go. Come on, like four of you was ready. Like, man, I'm sitting on the bleachers. I'm not going to keep y'all in here long. I know y'all don't want bleacher butt. By the time y'all get out of here, I get it. We're going to have y'all out of here, but are y'all ready? Let's go. All right. So Jesus is traveling to Jerusalem. He's traveling to Jerusalem, and he passes through the provinces of Samaria and Galilee, okay? He travels through two places that are considered to be places of rejection. You follow me? He's traveling through these two places of Samaria and Galilee that are considered to be places of rejection. They are places where mixed multitudes of people lived, all right? It's a place where people of of, of mixed relations, of, of mixed blood lived in Samaria, in Galilee. It's the place where these folks, they had mixed blood. Some of them had Jewish blood in them, and some of them were mixed with the blood of the, of the blood, blood of the Gentile. Gentile blood, okay? So it was a mixed region. And they lived in Galilee and Samaria. And it's in these places that he stops by. Jesus loved to go through these places. Galilee is a significant place. Can y'all hear me good? It is in fact, Galilee is in fact the boyhood home of Jesus. All of this, the disciples that Jesus ultimately chose were from Galilee except one. Y'all know who that is? Judas Iscariot. Okay, I'll tell you. Well, some, some scholars say that it was because of him not having that connection, it could have had some part of his betrayal to Jesus. He was the only disciple that was not from Galilee. All of uh, um, Jesus performed 25 of his, his 33 miracles in Galilee. 19 of his 32 parables were spoken in the backdrop of Galilee. So it ultimately becomes the headquarters for Jesus' ministry. Amen? Very significant, very significant. And he's passing through these two places of rejects. It's where the rejects were at. Amen? And the thing that I love about God, come on, y'all, is that he loves to go to places where the rejects are. Amen? I know you guys are in a middle school gymnasium, but y'all going to have to wake up a little bit this morning. That's what I love about God is that he loves to go to the places that the rejects are at. Come on. Come on. He likes to go to places that, that nobody really puts high on the map. That's what he does. He goes through them, and he's traveling through these places. And he, he makes it his business to go and find out these people who are considered to be rejects. He makes it his business to put himself in situations where he's hanging out with people that are less than. He does. That's what he does. He made it his business to go through these areas. And while he's traveling through Samaria and Galilee, he goes to a village that is unnamed. 
The Bible doesn't give it a name. In the scripture, it just tells us that he travels through a certain village. And there he comes across 10 lepers. You see that in the scripture? It just says he comes to a certain village. Okay? And he comes across these 10 lepers. They, they had this disease called leprosy. It is a disease that caused the skin to lose its pigmentation. It was a disease that was con considered to be highly contagious in those days. Okay? Therefore, if you had leprosy, you were not allowed to be around other people. You had to be separated from other people and you were separated from the general population. Okay? They were, they were cast out from the general population. And so these 10 fellas had huddled themselves together. These 10 fellas had found themselves hanging out together. They couldn't go around the crowd, so they had hooked themselves up among each other. Amen? Come on now. Have you ever noticed that you will get attracted or people will be attracted to you that have the same illness and the same sickness and the same diseases that you do? Come on. Listen, if you keep attracting crazy people, it might be saying something about you. I knew I wasn't going to get too many amens on that point right there. I knew it. I'm going to get too many amens on that point. But if you're always attracting crazy people, maybe you ought to look at yourself a little bit. We have a way of attracting ourselves to people that are like us, don't we? Amen. This group of rejects, they, they hung out together. They had something in common. They, they were hanging out. They had this sickness that brought them together. The lepers stood off on the outskirts of the city away from everybody else. But there's something special that happened to them, and it's recorded right here in the Bible. Amen? It's recorded right here in the Bible. And I love this story because it tells us that there they were. They're, they're standing there minding their own business. They're doing it, whatever it is that lepers do. I don't know what lepers do, right? But they're doing whatever it is that they're doing. They're minding their own business, right? Kind of like that little fella, he keeps chasing. He just minding his own business. Let him go. And they're just hanging out among themselves. That's what they're doing. And look at verse 12. It says this right here. That they stood afar off. Look at that. It says they stood afar off. And I wonder how many people we have in here who this morning, because of whatever is going on in your life, whatever it is that you have going on, whatever it is that you feel disconnected, that you feel like you're not plugged in, that maybe you find yourself standing afar off. Maybe you were like these guys and you just stood afar off. Maybe you just been quietly coming to church every morning, every Sunday morning, right? but you ain't got plugged in yet. You, you haven't really got connected. You haven't found yourself with your, your group of people and you feel like you're just standing afar off. In some, some cases, right, and in some ways in the things that we feel like we're rejected. We feel like we've been cast out and we're standing afar off. But I got news for you today. God loves to connect with the people who are standing afar off. Amen. He loves to connect with those kind of people. These men were standing outside the city and they were standing afar off. And Jesus himself connects with them. He connects with them. Look at verse 13. And I love this. I love this right here. It says this. It says, they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, 
Have mercy on us. I like that. I like that right there. It says they, be, they began to open their mouths and cry out to God. They said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I love that fact right there. I'm trying to tell you all today, if you want to get God's attention, you better open your mouth and start crying out to him. Amen? You want to get God's attention no matter what it is you're going through, you better open your mouth and cry out and say, Jesus, Jesus. One of the dilemmas and troubles that we have in our culture right now and in our community right now is that we want to pray too conservatively. We want to pray too, too quietly and too, too conservatively. But sometimes there comes a moment in your life where you ain't got to get cute. There comes a time in your life where you better open your mouth and cry out to Jesus. Because I'm telling you, if the pain gets bad enough, if the trouble gets bad enough, if your situation gets bad enough, you will cry out. You will cry out. Says they opened up their mouth with a loud voice. You will cry out. We shouldn't have to stand up here and beat you and beg you to cry out to Jesus. You ought to come in here with your mouth open wide. You ought to come in here saying, Jesus, help me. Lord Jesus, I need a helping hand. Amen. I work alone, Henry. I work alone, buddy. He's crying out to Jesus. I heard you up there. Yeah. Saying, Jesus, get this woman off my back. Isn't this great having church with your kids? I love it. Mm. Listen, these men cried out. I promise you there's going to be a time in your life when you're going to cry out to Jesus. They cried out. The Bible says they, they lifted their voices. And they cried out to Jesus. He said, Jesus. And listen to what they said. They said, Jesus. Not Muhammad, not Buddha, not Confucius. They said, Jesus. They didn't say, Pastor Jamie, help me. They said, Jesus, help me. That's the problem with most of us is we, we're looking to men to solve our problems. You got to cry out to Jesus. You need Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Man can't help you. You need to cry out to God. Amen. Don't look to human beings for help. You got to cry out to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You better cry out to Jesus. You better cry out to Jesus. He's the one that can transform your life. Is that loud in here? Oh, I told Pastor Dust, I guess we're just going to yell at each other. Like she's sitting there like, I can't even hear nothing you're saying. You're just hollering the whole time. Okay. Je Jesus is the one, listen to me, friends, that can transform your life. Amen. He is the one, and I don't care where you're at. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what you're situated in. It does not matter. If you cry out to God and you give him your delivery, he will bring you your deliverance. I'm telling you. They cried out to Jesus. Matter of fact, not only did they say Jesus, because some of us just want a Jesus that's a Savior. Some of us just want a Jesus that's going to keep us out of the burning hell. Amen? Come on. Not only did they, they didn't just cry out to Jesus, but 
These fellas were smart enough. Listen, they was jacked up. They had disease. They were all kinds of tore up from the floor up. Y'all hear me? And they were smart enough, and they was keen enough, listen, not only to cry out to Jesus, but they were smart enough to say, Master. Two of you get that. They were smart enough to say, Jesus, Master. Come on. I knew I wouldn't get two amens, too many amens because some of y'all haven't called him master yet. I'm telling you, some of y'all have not called him master yet. You said Jesus, but you ain't said master. You said Jesus, but you haven't said I'm yielding to everything you've asked me to do. It must just be this side of the room that I'm preaching to this morning. They're all like, yeah. Y'all have all said Jesus, but you ain't said master. I'm yielding to everything that you want me to do. You haven't gotten to a place where he calls the shots in your life. I'm telling you, when they said master, they were in essence, listen to this, identifying the very nature of who he is. They were in essence identifying the very nature of who he is and that they were willing to do whatever he told them to do. Oh, come on. Come on. Oh, yeah. I'm here to tell you this morning, if you do what Jesus tells you to do, if you're willing to cry out and say, Master, not just Jesus, but Master, he will change your life. He will change your life. We must recognize him as Master, and I love that about this story. I love that about this story. They said, Master, how many people in here are missing out from God because they refuse to give him total control of their life. Come on, y'all. How many of you are missing out on what God has for you because you refuse to give him total control of your life? What is it that you're holding back from God? What is that thing that you're holding back from God? Who is that person that you're holding back from God? What is that situation that you're not giving to God? What is that closet in your life that you keep locked and pushed away that you're not giving back to God? What is it? What is that thing in your life that you have not opened up to God and say, God, Master, I give you control of it? What is it? Think about it. What is that thing in your life? Hmm. These followers, they said this, they said, Jesus. They said, Master. And here's what they said, check this out. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. They said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And I wonder how many of us realize we need the mercy of God. Y'all must not know what mercy is because I didn't get too many amens on that, but one. Y'all must not know what mercy is or else you would have probably shouted just a little bit louder than what you just shouted, amen? amen? It was mercy that woke you up this morning. You know, mercy is when God doesn't give us what we do deserve. When God withholds what we do deserve. Grace is when God gives us what we don't deserve. Mercy is when God doesn't give us what we do deserve. And like I said, whether you know it or not, mercy is what woke you up this morning. Mercy is what kept your vehicle on your side of the road and the other vehicle on this side of the road this morning as you was coming to church. Come on, y'all. Whether you know it or not, 
It's mercy that kept you from getting some kind of disease while you was out there living like a fool. Come on. Oh, come on now. It was the mercy of God. It was the mercy of God. It's not that you, you not that you didn't deserve to be dead. It's not that you didn't deserve judgment. Come on, y'all. It was the mercy of God. Praise God. He does not give me what I deserve. Amen. Praise God. He doesn't give me what I deserve. I deserve hell. I deserve punishment. I deserve to be whipped. I don't deserve to have good things. I don't de- I'm telling you right now, but it's the mercy of God. Be- Listen, he's better to me than I am to myself. Amen. But thanks be unto God for his mercy. He's better to me than I am to myself. It's the mercy of God. I thank him that he gave us mercy. You know what I thank God for? Listen, not that he only, that he gave us mercy, but that he gave us tender mercies. That he gave us tender mercies. When I woke up this morning, he gave me mercy that I'm going to need to make it through the day. Amen? I need mercy. And he gave me enough mercy to sustain me throughout my entire day. Amen? Let's give God some thanks for his mercy this morning. I'm telling y'all, the Bible says morning by morning new mercies he gives. Amen? Morning by morning new mercies he gives. These are not rehash mercies. These ain't rehash mercies. He don't reach back in the past and pull up some old nasty, junky, hashed up mercy and throw it on you. He gives you new mercy every single day. You wake up with a fresh batch of mercy every morning. Amen. Morning by morning, new mercies does he give. I'm get some old used up, nasty mercy. And I don't know where you are, but I thank him for a fresh batch of mercy. Amen. I thank him for a fresh batch of mercy every morning. Yeah. Some of us think God must do something spectacular in our lives for us to give him a testimony. That we think God should do something spectacular in our lives for us to give him some praise and glory. But I'm here to tell you this morning, just the fact that he woke you up is a good reason to give him a shout this morning because it's his mercy is what woke you up today. God don't have to do something spectacular in your life. His mercies are new every morning. It's his mercy. I wish somebody helped me give God some praise in here this morning. Come on. Say, thank you, God, for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. Say it. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for keeping me alive. Thank you for giving me a roof over my head. Thank you for giving me food to eat. Thank you for clothes on my back this morning. Thank you for a car to drive. Thank you for your mercy. Amen. Come on. It's his mercy. It's his mercy. It's his mercy that keeps us. They cried out to the creator of mercy. They cried out to the one who they knew could give them mercy. Amen. Say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They cried out to the one for mercy. Look at verse 14. It says this. It says, so when he saw them, that's enough to make me shout right there. Come on. That's enough to make me shout right there. Just to know that you are when, when you are in an outcast situation and when you are rejected and 
when you're on the outskirts of the city and the rest of the crowd and you got a sickness that no human can heal and you got all this stuff and you're rejected? Just the fact that he saw you. Says, and when he saw them. Come on, y'all. It's good to know that if you cry out to him, he'll see you. They cried out and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on it. It says, and when he saw them, he saw them. That's a great place to shout right there, guys. I'm telling you, if you're here and you're feeling lonely and you're feeling rejected and you're feeling unloved and you're not feeling like you have any mercy in your life, I'm here to tell you, if you cry out to Jesus, he'll see you. He will see you. I don't care how low you fall into the ground, he'll see you. I don't care what you're addicted to, he'll see you. I don't care what the diagnosis is, he'll see you. I don't care what the crowd says, I don't care what the policies say. I thank God that he's a God that can see you in the dark room, in the crevices of the dark room that you do your mess in. He is a God that will see you no matter what you're doing. He is a God that will see you in your drunken stupor. He is a God that will see you in your addicted high state of mind. He is a God that will see you drowning in debt. No matter where you're at, he is a God who will see you. No matter what's going on, he will see you if you... Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And he saw him. He saw him. And then the text says this. The text says this in verse 14. He gave them instructions. Look at this. He gave them instructions. It said, when he saw them, he said to them, listen, listen to this. Go show yourselves to the priests. It's a simple instruction. It's a simple instruction. Go to the priest. It's a simple direction. Go to church. Go see the priest. It's a pretty simple instruction. Go to the priest. Now, there's a significance about this statement of going to the priest. Because when a person with leprosy or any other um, what they call communicable or highly contagious disease, when someone who is, has, a, has a communicable disease, in order for them to be able to be declared clean, right, they were able to go back into the culture and society. They had to be healed and that healing was validated by the priest. So they went to the priest, and when they were healed and to be validated and approved by the priest to be able to welcome back into the society, but, but here's the caveat to that. Before you were allowed to go to the priest, you had to be healed. Listen, before you were able to go to the priest... You had to be healed. So he gave them an instruction that defied common logic. He gave them an instruction that defied common logic. They had leprosy. They weren't supposed to go to the priest while they were still in a leper situation. They weren't supposed to go until they got healed. But Jesus knew this. If they just obeyed what he said, that by the time they got to the priest... Come on, somebody. If you just obey what Jesus says, by the time you get to where you're going, 
Y'all ain't hearing me this morning. You're going to be all right. You just obey what God says for you to do, and you go where he tells you to go. You're going to be all right. I might not be healed right now. It might not be all together right now. I get it. I might not be where I'm supposed to be. But by the time I get to where I'm going, come on, it's going to be all right. When you get to where God tells you to go, it's going to be all right. By the time I reach my destiny, it's going to be all right. Woo! By the time I get to where I'm going, it's going to be, who am I preaching to this morning? Huh? How many of you are like, shut up and get me off these bleachers? By the time you get to where you're going, your butt's going to be all right. You get off these bleachers soon enough. Don't worry about it. He says, I might look disturbed right now. I might look crazy right now. I might look ugly right now. I might look diseased right now. But I got a word from God. He said, I got a word from God. He told me to just go in the right direction. And you just keep going in the right direction. And you keep moving. And you keep going in the right direction. And by the time you get to where you're going, it's going to be all right. You just keep moving. Mm. And somewhere while I'm on the way, my healing is going to burst forth. I'm telling you right now, by the time I get to where I'm going, my healing is going to burst forth. I'm just headed in the right direction. Doesn't matter what public policy says. It doesn't matter what the, the, the government says. It doesn't matter that they knew they weren't supposed to go to the priest. They knew what to the, 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 just do what Jesus says and follow his instructions. Come on, y'all. Tell somebody to follow his instructions for me. Now half of you did it. Now y'all tell somebody to follow his instructions. I know you're not supposed to do it. I know you're not supposed to go until you're healed. But don't wait until you get the healing. Go ahead and obey him right now. How about that? Go ahead and obey him right now. Don't wait until you get the healing. Go ahead and walk down the road right now. He said, go. Go. Can I get an amen on that? Uh, Has anybody ever here went and did what God told you to do and then you got your breakthrough? Three of you. I must must just be preaching to myself then. You ever went and did what God told you to do and then you got a tremendous breakthrough? Mm. And the scripture says, and so it was. As they went. And so it was as they went. Somebody in here is about to experience it as so it was. <laughs> Woo! Somebody in here is about to experience uh, as so it was. Do we got any as so it was people in here this morning? Come on. And so it was as they went. They were cleansed. Come on. I just want to tell you this morning that while you obey God and you do what God tells you to do, your healing is about to burst forth. I want you to know that. You're about to have your miracle. You're about to have your victory if you do what he tells you to do. Listen to this. I like this guy right here. I like this guy. I'm about done. I'm about done. I won't preach long. I'll get y'all out of here. I like this guy in verse 15. It says this. That one of them, look at this, 
when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. He said, wait a minute. That was loud, wasn't it? Was like, what, are you, what are you screaming for? <laughs> Turn your hearing aids down, Mr. Carter. He says, and so he went. He returned with a loud voice and glorified God. He said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's, something's happening right here. Something's happening. Let me go back and thank him. Let me go back and thank him right here. He was keen enough that while he was moving, he knew he wasn't show, uh, supposed to show up to the priest unless he was healed. But he was keen enough. Listen, I, I believe that he believed in his heart that by the time he got to the priest, he was going to be healed. So he was going. Says so as he went, he's checking himself like this. He's like, and so he's like, wait a minute. Oh, no. He says, I'm being healed. Shh. Wait a minute. He said, I'm going back. I'm going back. And while he was checking, all of a sudden, he got his healing. He got his healing. While you're going on your way, I'm telling you, just keep checking. While you're moving in the right direction, I'm telling you, just keep checking. Because your healing's coming. Just keep checking. It's coming. He says, wait a minute. Some of y'all never take the time. Some of y'all never take the time to go back and thank God while you're on your journey for some of the things he's done for you in your life. Mm. I suspect there's some miracles that have happened to y'all in this room that none of y'all have ever went back and thanked God for. I'm one of them. Come on, I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to myself. I have. If I thanked him for everything he's done in my life, I'd be praising him all night and all day. Amen. Right? Some of y'all ain't took the time to go back and thank God. Woo. This guy said, let me go back. And he returned to Jesus. He said, let me go back. And he returned to Jesus. There's a whole lot of folks. There's a whole lot of folks. I want you to listen to me because I know this ain't y'all. This ain't none of you guys. But there's a lot of folks who come to church and get their deliverance. They come to Jesus and they get saved. God fixes their life. God fixes their marriage. God fixes their family. God fixes their condition. God fixes their, their finances. And then all of a sudden they develop amnesia. Oh, this ain't none of y'all. I'm talking about other people. Come on. God fixes everything for them. And then all of a sudden they develop amnesia. Now all of a sudden they don't have time to go to church no more. Woo. They used to go to church. But now all of a sudden they ain't got time for church. Well, you had time for church when you was in your pain. You had time for church when your family was falling apart. You had time for church when your marriage was going to hell. You had time for church when your kids was going crazy. You had time for church when you didn't have no money. Come on, now we ain't got time for church. They got what they need and then they forget all about God. Come on, y'all. But this man, but this man came back. This man said, I'm going to go back. He said, I'm going to go back and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna. to, look what he did. Look what he did right here. He worshiped God. Look at this. It says he, look at verse 15. Y'all see that? He came back and worshiped God. It says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he said, oh man. He said, I'm going to go back. And with a loud voice, like man, he can get louder. 
He says, and with a loud voice, glorified God. Come on, y'all. With a loud voice. And see, that's where some of us mess up. We're too conservative, y'all. We're too conservative. You're too quiet. You're too worried about what people are going to say around you, what people are going to think about. Who cares what people think about you? And you better open up your mouth, and you better begin to give him a loud praise. Come on. Give him a loud shout. With all he's done for me, I promise you, I'm going to give him a loud shout. Can y'all give him a loud shout this morning? Woo! Hallelujah. And here's what's amazing to me in verse 16. I'm wrapping this up. I said that like 10 minutes ago, didn't I? And here's what's amazing to me in verse 16. He says this, that he was a Samaritan. Y'all missing? Remember what Samaria is? It's a place of mixed breeds, mixed blood. It says he was a Samaritan. He wasn't a Jew. He was mixed. He was a Samaritan, which means he wasn't supposed to know the Jewish law. He was not supposed to know the intricacies of the Jewish law. He was a Samaritan, right? But he did what the Jews wouldn't do. Oh, y'all missing it. He did what the Jews wouldn't do. Over and over and over throughout Scripture, throughout time after time, after incident after incident, the Bible says to make a joyful noise, to give the Lord a, a loud shout. And he did what the Jews wouldn't do. Make a joyful noise. Over and over again, when the children of Israel had battle, they shouted a loud shout. When the children of Israel around, marched around the walls of Jericho, they made a loud shout. When Jehoshaphat got attacked, he made a loud shout. I'm trying to tell y'all, we ought to be a loud, bodacious people up in here this morning. Yeah, even the conservative ones over here that, yeah, y'all better be a loud, bodacious people. You ought to stand up and boldly declare that God is a good God. He's a good God. Woo! Listen, there's a place for quietness. There's a place for quietness. But there's also a place for a loud shout. Can I get a few folks one more time to give God a loud shout up in here this morning? Woo! Woo! It sounded more like Ric Flair, didn't it? I don't care. That's a loud shout. Woo! There's a place for it. Give God a loud shout. Says he opened his mouth. He fell to his face and he gave thanks to God. Come on. And that's why we're here this morning. That's why we're here this morning. To give God thanks. Come on. Come on. I thank him today. I thank him today. See, the other nine kept going right on their way. But not me. Here I am. Woo! Here you are. The other nine kept on moving. They kept their mouth shut. But not me. We're giving them a loud shout this morning. The other nine, I don't know where they are, but I'm right here, God. Woo! Come on, y'all.
Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's in me. Bless his name. Bless his name. I don't know where the other nine are at. I don't know. Where's the rest of them? I can't be worried about them rascals. Can't be worried about them rascals. But here I am. I thank you, Jesus.